TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Gotta love the snare drum, not just because it's a snare drum, but because it lets you know it's time for another edition of the Score North Gophers Show. Thank you so much for listening wherever it is that you have found this edition of the Score North Gophers Show, whether it be through Apple, Spotify, the free Score North mobile app, or wherever you get your pods, we greatly appreciate it. Do us a favor, give us a five-star review, share our work on social media, tell your friends as well. That's right. Make sure you tell those friends. We certainly do appreciate your engagement, especially on social media, and we thank you for consuming the Score North Gopher Show. Welcome inside the midweek edition. I would be your host, Ross Brendel. Our guest on this edition, our guest, not guest, our guest on this edition of the show will be Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press and TwinCities.com. We'll get to him in just moments, but first, news and notes from around the Gopher Athletic Department. Put November 5th on your radar. Go for men's basketball. They open their season officially on Tuesday, November 5th against Cleveland State at 7 p.m. at Williams Arena. The go for women, they actually play earlier in the day that Tuesday. They'll take the floor for the first time in 2019, and they'll take on Missouri State at 3 p.m. The go for men's hockey team, they're off to a 3-1 start after a sweep of Niagara last weekend. It's early, but the Gophers enter this weekend's home-and-home home with Duluth at 6th in the pairwise rankings. That ranking, of course, worth monitoring throughout the year as it does determine teams that do and do not make the NCAA tournament. Brad Frost and the Gopher women, they're still undefeated at 8-0 after sweeping St. Cloud State this past weekend. They'll be in Columbus taking on the Buckeyes this weekend. Students, listen up. This Saturday's Gopher football game against Maryland. That'll be the topic of this show here in just moments. Tickets to this Saturday's game against Maryland. Only $7 to get you in the door. Also free, that's right, free, row the boat flags to the first 1,000 students in attendance at TCF Bank Stadium this Saturday. Free row the boat flags, $7 tickets, beautiful weather. Going to be a fun one this Saturday at TCF Bank. More on those tickets and those flags at gophersports.com. Time to recap and preview the Gopher football team. Yes, they are now 7-0. They got win number seven by, in all honesty, doing what they had to do in Piscataway by easily handling Rutgers 42-7. The exclamation point on that victory came from Antoine Winfield with his eh, getting late in the game. Pick six. This highlight courtesy of our friends at the Big Ten Network. Lankin, his third interception, and it's Winfield taking it to the house. A pick six for Minnesota. In the win, Tanner Morgan throws for 245 yards and a touchdown. Rodney Smith, he added two scores, 111 yards rushing. Correction, Tanner Morgan, two touchdown passes in that game. One of them went to Tyler Johnson, who again went over 100 yards receiving, and as just mentioned, had that touchdown pass, or touchdown reception, rather. So Tanner Morgan, two touchdown passes. Rodney Smith, two touchdown runs. Tyler Johnson with a touchdown receiving. Antoine Winfield with that pick six. All in all, 42-7. to Not a bad day 
for the Golden Gophers this past Saturday in Piscataway, beating Rutgers to get to 7-0. and Saturday at TCF Bank Stadium, Minnesota plays host to Maryland at 2.30. Current forecast calls for sunny skies, a daytime high in the mid-50s. Going to be a beautiful day for college football in Minneapolis. Coach P.J. Fleck, he met the media early this week. He says Maryland has plenty of talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Very explosive on offense. Uh, we all know about McFarland, what he can do. We've, we, we've, seen a, we've seen a lot of him. Very talented runner. They have two quarterbacks that they'll probably both play. One's a little bit more of a runner, can still throw it. And then the other one's a little bit more of a passer, but can still run it. And then when you look at their offensive line, they get some guys back that are really big, strong, long, athletic. And their tight ends are involved. But they have, they have a wide receiver talking about being a first-round pick, and he, he is exceptional. Think of like Rashad Bateman, Tyler Johnson, but two, three inches taller, rangy, long, and he's a really explosive playmaker for them. Staying with that Maryland offense, Maryland head football coach Mike Loxley, he says for the Terps it starts with them and just not turning the ball over. Again, it goes back to us being able to take care of the football. And when we've taken care of the football on offense, we've usually uh, played pretty well. So we've got to get back to to playing good, clean football where we uh, don't turn it over. As we sit right now, Minnesota currently 16.5-point favorites. Andy Greeter, he joins us next to discuss Minnesota and Maryland this Saturday from TCF Bank Stadium, kickoff just after 2.30. Gopher fans, it's Phil Mackey here with a question for you business owners specifically. Have you ever had an insurance claim that left you feeling like you got sacked in the end zone? When something bad happens to the company you built with your blood, sweat, and tears, you don't want to be left sitting on the sidelines waiting to get back in the game. You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Your local federated representative is ready to create a custom playbook of specialty insurance products and risk management strategies for you. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Welcome back to the Score North Gophers show. As mentioned before the break, our guest would be Andy Greeter. Andy Greeter, of course, from the Pioneer Press and TwinCities.com. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. He is at Andy Greeter, A-N-D-Y-G-R-E-D-E-R. He covers the Gophers and MNUFC for the Pioneer Press. We, of course, are going to discuss primarily Gopher football, but as always, check out his MNUFC coverage as well. And Andy, I guess if you don't mind, first off, thanks for the time. Maybe I will start just for fun with minnesota united i know we have a separate podcast feed but since you're here you know let's do the old two birds with one stone i'm sure probably not the way the united wanted it to end but overall i think a really fun season for minnesota united fans yeah i think so i mean you go into the year uh having one of the worst uh defenses uh in mls history over their first two years uh playing at tcf bank stadium and not a lot of optimism not a lot of hope and uh, in the offseason, they completely remake their defense, uh, open up Allianz Field, and, uh, you know, have a great regular season. They only lose one game there, um, are at times all the way up to second place in the West, have a very formidable defense, and, uh, you know, they, they fall down to fourth uh, for the playoffs, get a home game, and are the only team to lose uh, a home game in the first round of the playoffs. So, yeah, big picture, uh, positive towards the end of the year, the end where, you know, they're thinking maybe they're going to play LAFC on Thursday night and and get to the second round and and continue the good vibes and the positivity that they had throughout the year. It gets cut short at the end. But, yeah, big picture, uh, a success, a step forward in year three. 
Okay, you mentioned positivity for Minnesota United. A lot of positivity right now around the 7-0 and Golden Gopher football program. Uh, let's start with Casey O'Brien, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, the highlight of the game is not the score. It's not the touchdown passes. It was Casey O'Brien getting into the game for maybe what they thought might only be one hold, and it turned out to be three holds very, very quickly. But just... Andy, I know you're around the program covering it. What an awesome story. Very, very cool to see in an awesome moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I did a, a story about Casey uh, two years ago now when he was, at the time, I'm using air quotes here, only a two-time cancer survivor. And it was, you know, incredibly inspirational to hear how this young kid has been able to, you know, fight through uh, what has been just an absolute life-changing set of circumstances to battle through cancer multiple times and uh, to then have to go through cancer two more times um, and then, you know, be cancer-free for 15 months and get a chance to, to play in a game. You know, I, I know that he was the, the third string holder, so there were some, some corners that were, uh, you know, made to uh, make sure that he got on the field and uh, – did a great job and, you know, has been an inspiration uh, for a long time every time that I see him from, you know, when he gave the, the keynote address at, at the Big Ten kickoff luncheon in Chicago uh, to watching the, the tear-jerking college game day segment that he did um, to even today. I mean, he, uh, you know, Wednesday media availability usually has uh, some beat reporters and maybe a TV station. And, and today there were, you know, five cameras that he faced and, you know, probably three times the number of reporters, including news side uh, type reporters that came out for this just because it's been such a huge story. You know, he was on the Today Show. He was on you know the CBS Evening News. Uh, he's been everywhere. And, you know, he was he made a joke today that, you know, hey, he doesn't want you know this to take too much time because he's got a FaceTime uh, scheduled with a cancer patient uh, who's battling some complications, an eight year old. That's at Masonic right now. And that just kind of shows who Casey is as a person, that he's not into the fame of, of what's going on, uh, writing these 15 minutes that he's got right now, but looking at, hey, I'm trying to make a difference in a young girl's life, and I want to get to that. So, yeah, just an incredible story, and, and the layers and chapters continue to be written for him. Andy, those who know me personally or even just here throughout the Gopher show knows one thing that terrifies me is special teams, especially in the college game. I have never wanted a snap, a hold, and a kick to all be so perfect. And I, I, has anybody even asked him about what was it like to be out there holding it? But then I, I think the one underestimated thing that people probably don't pay enough attention here to is I'm sure Lance is thinking, no matter what, I got to get this kick through the uprights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a little bit more pressure on a on a freshman kicker that's already had uh, pressure on his shoulders to to make those kicks because you don't want to miss those uh, given the circumstances. It's not just uh, to make it a, a full four touchdown game, but but what uh, what Casey has has done as well. Um, yeah, you know, it was interesting to to see you know the sample size of of three that he got the first one, he said he was a little bit nervous. And after it happened, he kind of blacked out when the celebration came uh, just because of all of the emotion with it. You know, the second one uh, was low and he had to kind of, uh, you know, show his athleticism as a former quarterback at Creighton Durham Hall and, and make sure that he get that one, got that one down uh, for Lance. And the third one, he said, uh, when we talked to him uh, in New Jersey after the game, you know, just 
was able to kind of put his shoulders down and, and just do the third one uh, and kind of settle into a routine, you know, that he's done countless times, uh, you know, as a, as a gopher football player. You know, he's a redshirt sophomore. This is his third time or third year with the program, and he's been a, a full-time football player uh, throughout it and, you know, has, uh, has gone through everything uh, during bouts with cancer where he has, you know, special shoulder pads that, that uh, make way for the, for the chemo port that he has in. Uh, he doesn't have that now since he's been cancer-free for 15 months, but he's a full-fledged member of this program and got to prove it by playing in his first game on Saturday. Well, let's switch gears to this upcoming Saturday. It's going to be a beautiful day at TCF Bank Stadium right now, looking like mid-50s and bright, sunny skies. A beautiful day for college football in downtown Minneapolis. Gophers host Maryland at 2.30. Maryland comes in at 3-4, and four, a losing record, but Andy, it looks like Maryland is getting healthy at the right time going into this Gopher game. I guess we'll find out on Saturday how much that yeah. matters, but interesting for the Gophers to have to prepare for more than likely they'll see two quarterbacks on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, uh, Josh Jackson, the Virginia Tech transfer, uh, is back healthy and practicing at 100%. Uh, Maryland coach Michael Oxley said uh, yesterday, and uh, he missed two games with an ankle sprain, and Tyrell Pigrome had been the quarterback in his stead when he was injured and the Gophers have, have faced him before. So they understand what's coming there. I think there's plenty of tape on Josh Jackson from his Virginia tech days from his first, I want to say four or five games uh, this season. Uh, so they'll know what he can do. Uh, it's not an unknown like there has been for previous uh, Gopher quarterbacks that they faced this year. So uh, that's a little bit more uh, of an understood thing. And, uh, you know, Anthony McFarland, another running back that the Gophers have faced as well, uh, he's back from his ankle injury. And Javon Leak, uh, who is uh, taking more of the lion's share of the carries the last uh, couple of the last game, he only missed one, um, has been a, a good player as well. You know, this, this Maryland team has had athletes for years as the Gophers have been exposed uh, against the last two years and the two blowouts that Maryland has had. So, yeah, there's uh, there's some threats, especially on offense, that the Gophers defense is going to have to account for. See, you maybe just answered uh, halfway through. I had a great question yeah. for you. Then I think you kind of just answered where I was going, but I'm still going to pose the question anyway. Yeah. So, nice job, Andy, thwarting <laughs> me right, right in the middle of a reply. The Gophers <laughs> at 16.5 points, and I've brought this up before in interviews previewing other games, and maybe I just have to get used to that the Gophers are a really good football team, which I, I do believe. 16.5 points, though, however, does seem like a lot of points – for me to be favored by does that does that jump out to you or do you think that's a fair number uh yeah yeah um that's i think it's a fair number just because the gophers offense has been as prolific as they have been and maryland's defense has given up a fair amount of points you know they gave up what 34 or something like that uh, to indiana last week you know so they've been susceptible defensively um, yeah, I, I guess it might seem like a little bit high. I know I'm kind of answering it both ways here, just because 17 points, you know, in a in a college game uh, can add up quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, the Gophers' defense has also been able to to hold teams in check. So uh, I know I'm kind of meandering on this answer, but I do think it's it's probably fair, just given how this Gopher team has has gotten better throughout the year, uh, and especially in Big Ten play. 
and has been pretty suffocating on defense and been able to score, you know, 30 plus points routinely. You know, the old adage is the most important game is typically the next one, right? I would submit to you, Andy, that in this case, the most important game for the Gophers season is correctly this Saturday. If you were to fall into the trap game and you end up losing to Maryland and you're 7-1, and one, I would have taken that at the beginning of the year, Andy, because I thought they were about an eight-win football team. I went with eight and four. So if you would have told me they'd be seven and one, I would have been ecstatic. But if you would have told me they'd start off seven and zero and then lose before they get a crack at Penn State, I think that would bug me a bit. So this is this game's really important, let alone just for or if alone, just for that reason, isn't it? To be able to sustain the momentum they seem to be building to get that fan base behind them and to be ready for Penn State in a few weeks. I'm not saying you want to look past Maryland at all. I'm, I'm saying the exact opposite. That's why, to me, this game is so incredibly important. I, I feel if you were to somehow fall to Maryland, not somehow, Maryland's a quality team, but if you lose to Maryland, I feel like that the hot start is kind of all for naught. This, this feels like a must-win game for the program. Yeah, it would let a lot of air out of the balloon that they've been continually pumping into what this season has been so far if they were to lose on Saturday. And you laid it out well. I mean, you have a bye week coming up to get uh, rested and healthy and provide added time to prepare for a Penn State team that's going to be a massive challenge for the Gophers. So, yeah, you want to have everything going in the right direction, uh, you know, in a undefeated direction going into that game. And just what they've built, so far this year and how there are still people out there that are a little skeptical about, you know, who they've played and who they played against when it comes to the quarterback position. Uh, I think that this game will help, you know, bury that a little bit more. Uh, Maryland is, has a losing record and has had a changeover at quarterback. So if you get the best that they have and Josh Jackson and, and are able to, uh, get a little bit of revenge over what Maryland has done to the Gophers in the last two years and huge blowouts. Uh, I think that, you know, you need that to go into what's going to be a very difficult November. Uh, I was just looking uh, earlier today at their strength of schedule that's remaining. And, uh, you know, it's I think it's 10 or 11th in the country. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you need to try to stockpile all those wins that you can get uh, as early as you can get them, because it's going to be a gauntlet once we turn to November. Andy Greeter is our guest here on the Gophers Show from the Pioneer Press and TwinCities.com. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Andy Greeter. Andy, fair to say, no matter how this season finishes for the Gophers, is it a fair assumption that if P.J. Flex, the head football coach here next year, and I fully believe that he will, stranger things have happened, he could be pried away, but is it fair to assume that if he is back next year, it is under a new contract extension at a greater dollar amount per year? Yeah, I mean, I wrote about that last week, um, and new numbers have come out uh, this year. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he got a small incremental raise that is built into his contract to be at 3.6 million uh, per year. And that is 11th in the big 10. And this is not performing like uh, the 11th best team in the big 10. And uh, you know, that's 37th in the country, uh, which is respectable, but the big 10 is stacked with uh, high dollar amount coaches. So he's gotten one year uh, extensions uh, before the Wisconsin game his first year in November. And after the Wisconsin game last year, when they got the ax back for the first time in 14 years. So if history is any judge, 
uh, a contract extension of some sort is coming his way. Um, but I would imagine uh, if they're able to, let's just say hypothetically, beat Maryland to go two and two down the stretch. Uh, you're talking about a 10-win football team. You're talking about a likelihood of a New Year's Day bowl game in year three, uh, which would be a huge step forward for this program. And I would think that, you know, there would be uh, enough there, uh, especially like you said, that, you know, there could be other teams that, that come calling for him to see the fact that, you know, he's taken uh, two teams that, that aren't expected uh, to do very much and turn them into to big winners if that were to play out in Western Michigan and Minnesota in the last seven years. And, and that could be very enticing for other programs. So I would imagine that Mark Coyle is going to be uh, proactive with that. And yeah, I would imagine that there is, um, you know, a substantial raise uh, if things play out uh, in this, in this general trajectory that we're seeing. And, you know, there's maybe a few more years put on and, and that would most likely be in, in a new contract. I mean, obviously this is speculating, but this is all kind of, educated uh you know information and just based on history and where things are going in the landscape of of college football in the u you say 10 and 2 and that gets me excited because if you get to 10 and 2 depending on the path there and how you get there and what happens with wisconsin and iowa there's a chance andy greeter could be spending some time in indianapolis in early december true that's true (laughs) yeah absolutely so that could that could be fun but that brings me to my next point andy wisconsin and illinois on saturday i'm not sure how much you saw if you've had a chance to watch some highlights or maybe go back and watch bits and pieces of the game to me that shows the beauty of college football it it, 95 out of 100 times that seems like a game wisconsin not only wins but probably wins easily. Well, we know better by now than to just automatically assume that Illinois plays great down the stretch of that game and wins it. And for somebody like me that for the most part, for as much as I've enjoyed what the Gophers have done so far this year, I just automatically assumed I told, I I told um, uh, Joshua Perry from the big 10 network a few weeks back. I've just pretty much had penciled in Wisconsin and Ohio state in the big 10 title game. Well, now, at least in the West, that's incredibly up in the air and maybe in the East, too, with Penn State. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think that just, I mean, what was so startling about that game is the fact that, you know, Wisconsin had the ball for 40 minutes in time of possession and had more than 100 uh, total yards than, than Illinois. But it just showed that, that turnovers can be absolutely catastrophic and cost you. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's fumble and uh, Jack Cohn's interception – uh, were absolutely uh, deadly for the Badgers. And, and you saw, you know, how upsets can turn on their head when you're allowing a team uh, to hang around and then those turnovers strike. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at this week and the Gophers uh, with with Maryland, if they win that game and Wisconsin loses to Ohio State, who's arguably, you know, one of, if not the best team in the country right now, uh, then the Gophers would have a two-game lead on Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, Iowa, I think, goes to Northwestern. They've already dropped two games in the Big Ten to Penn State and Michigan. So they've got a two-game lead on them already. Uh, And then the Gophers have a uh, bye week. And I believe Wisconsin plays Iowa. So one of those two arch rivals could be, you know, three games in the loss column behind the Gophers. So uh, it was a, a, a shift in the hierarchy of the Big Ten West last week that could only grow here uh, this week and into next week.
This takes a little bit of explaining here, but follow me on this one. Minnesota beats Maryland. Wisconsin loses to Ohio State. Then Wisconsin turns around and beats Iowa. But then Minnesota beats Iowa. Suddenly it looks like a very nice path for the University of Minnesota and that date in Indianapolis. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but it certainly is nice to be pushing November, Andy, and be able to talk about that. So for for point of reference, I'm 33. The best gopher football seasons in my lifetime, and I've been watching gopher football I'd go back to saying 9, 10 years old is when I can remember watching Gopher football. But we're thinking the Holiday Bowl year, or excuse me, the Citrus Bowl year against Missouri playing on New Year's Day, and then the Holiday Bowl where it won the most inexplicable Gopher victories in my lifetime. There's no way they should have won that game going up against a Mike Leach offense with the depleted defense for, for many reasons. That's about it. And I say that that's in my lifetime, but that's in most Gopher football fans' lifetime. I know there, I know there was a nice season in the mid-'80s, but these are fun times. These should be enjoyed by most fans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I think it's you know, exciting to think about possibilities in November, um, but you know, it's been a fun ride for fans so far this year. I mean, the drama of non-conference play and how they were able to, to pull out some dramatic wins uh, and, you know, and really excite fans uh, with the composure that they showed down the stretch in those games. And then once they turn to Big Ten play, just continually get better uh, each week and watch the running game really start to blossom and how this team can be, you know, so dangerous and two-dimensional offensively, how the defense, you know, looks strong, knows what they're doing, tackles well, is, you know, uh, swarms to the football. I think that there's just a lot of things to be excited about. And, yeah, you can think about the possibilities of where this team uh, can go in November, but there's been a lot of uh, strong chapters written already. Final question for you, Andy, circling back to this Saturday. For the Gophers to ensure victory, what's the number one thing they have to do to get out of Maryland, or excuse me, get out of TCF Bank Stadium, beating Maryland and being 8-0 heading into their second bye of the season? Uh, it's it's limit big plays uh, for Maryland. You know, that's been the backbreaker for the Gophers is they've allowed home runs to be hit by the Terrapins in the last two games against them and it's led to two losses. So if they're able to, to bottle up the athletes that the Terrapins have, uh, then I think that you know they're not going to be able to consistently march down the field on the Gophers for you know, 10, 12 play touchdown drives, and the Gophers will be able to win handily. And that's what they've been able to do for the most part. Like There haven't been teams that have been able to gash Joe Rossi's defense this year, and that's a stark difference from what it was under Rob Smith a year ago. So if they're able to continue to do that, I think the Gophers will win and maybe even cover. Andy, thanks again. We'll talk soon. We'll catch up. It was fun. Thank you, sir. Yeah, appreciate the time. Awesome. Andy Greeter, again, find his work in the Pioneer Press in print and online at TwinCities.com. Don't forget about following him on Twitter if you don't already, at Andy Greeter, A-N-D-Y-G-R-E. D-E-R. In closing, I do have to let you know, do have to remind you, Daniel House, James Murphy, they'll be back this weekend, if not this weekend, early next weekend. They'll recap Minnesota and Maryland, so make sure you check out the next edition of the Score North Gophers show with at Daniel House NFL on Twitter and at Murph 
underscore MN on Twitter. They will recap the Maryland game. I look for that late this weekend or early next week. That'll do it for this edition of the Gopher Show. Again, if you like what you heard, make sure you give us a five-star review and tell your friends. I'll be back midweek next week with another edition of the Score North Gopher Show.